welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the show. I just realized that during the opening, Jared says the name of the show, so I don't need to do that. So we'll just call it the show. Oh, like the football team? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> All right. Only our, our name isn't racist, right? <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, yes. It's Saturday, November 28th. I am still a little gassy from Thanksgiving lunch. <laughs> and then we add in the morning production breakfast at the Mad Rooster. Oh, boy. That'll make you gas. Those potatoes, man. I know. And the, the pork chop was good, Ooh. too. So, there we go. You want a place to go here in Wisconsin <laughs> if you're ever in town, in the Milwaukee area, the Mad Rooster in uh, Milwaukee. Well, we got to thank that. Uh, thank uh, Brian for that suggestion. Yes, 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 he did make that suggestion. A lot of stuff to get to today, everybody. News and notes. Must starts don't bother us for week 12. Uh, we have a very screwed up sports investment section with all the cancellations of college football this week. And then of course our fantasy girl of the week. And like I told you at our production breakfast, I used your suggestion of Miley Cyrus as our fantasy girl. And it's the first time ever in these seven <laughs> years that I felt kind of dirty doing the, the fantasy girl thing. Now see right there, Dan can relate to you. She, there's something about her. I, I don't know. She just, I, I had to clean up. Like I had to use some sanitizing wipes and stuff afterwards because there's just something about her. It doesn't look healthy and doesn't look clean. Does she remind you of somebody that might be smoking a pack of cigarettes a day? Kind of. Yeah. Or always has one lit. <laughs> or, or she is the picture when you go to decriminalizing drugs. Ah, there's a picture of Miley Cyrus there. <laughs> but there you go a little little foreshadowing our fantasy girl of the week <laughs> miley cyrus everyone but um you got questions comments concerns you email us cff podcast at hotmail.com and uh you can also check out the website everything we're going to be talking about is right there with links for all the news and notes which um which as always comes up right at the beginning of the show like right right now and uh you can Check them all out there on the website. But I would recommend to people to not abandon all public health measures just because you've been vaccinated. I understand that, but now is the time to do what you're told i will never do what i'm told there <laughs> dr falsely <laughs> all right as we have been doing it i don't even have to introduce it anymore we have our covid sports update and the incompetence of the nfl just continues to boggle my mind might be arrogance too arrogance? incompetent arrogance or what a lethal combination <laughs> And it, it, it's almost like they think they have figured out the COVID virus now. That's, so, that's on a weekly basis. They think they figured it out, and then they change it again. We have everything under control, and they have their. We have our newest dictate from the NFL from on high. As if the newer, stricter protocols weren't enough from last week, they've added yet another one. The NFL now mandates that any player on the sidelines during a game must be wearing a mask unless they are getting ready to go into the game. So. Is this kind of like it's not grounding if you get it at or near, if if you get the ball at or near the line of scrimmage? Well, well, can't can't you see the teams in the in the arguing these cases? Like, no, I was getting ready to go into the game. Aren't you always getting ready to go into the game? You should always be ready, right? I mean, you come out, you meet with your group, you're getting ready to go back out for the next series. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! So there you go. So now you have to have a mask on. On the sideline, no matter what, because, you know, that, that helps. Because <laughs> the numbers show that masks. If you wear masks part-time, they really help. 
And then on top of that, the the NFL has decided that only this Monday and Tuesday, the COVID virus will be super spreading all over the NFL. So they have decided to close down all activities in the NFL on Monday and Tuesday. Unless, of course, you are playing either the Monday or Tuesday game this week. Then... The COVID won't be there. Oh, and why is there a Tuesday game? Because the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> we'll be getting to this later in the, uh, the COVID sports update, but uh, the the Baltimore Ravens again. I would be pissed. Who is the team that got fined and lost a draft pick? Raiders. Is Raiders? Yeah. I would be pissed if I'm the Raiders. Oh, if absolutely. Some, if something doesn't come out of this, yeah. Because it turns out the reason they got so many positives now is because their strength and conditioning coach wasn't wearing his magical face diaper didn't have his bracelet on that tells him where he is and who he's been around oh and he didn't report his symptoms oh god had the daily answer these questions checklist when you walk into the place but uh on don't, top don't of they the, check them every time they come in yeah, you're supposed to answer these questions and. Like, no, but oh. I mean, don't they do the temperature thing? You would think. Well, but even if, you could be. Oh, non-symptomatic. I guess. Not un, yeah, non-asymptomatic. Uh, no, asymptomatic. And like and that. not have a fever. Oh, okay. Right. I mean that that's just a a make you feel good prerequisite. Right. Okay, you're under ninety eight point six or whatever, or you're under a hundred or whatever, but. Uh, <laughs> The idiocy continues. That is this 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 virus, and meanwhile, Adam Thielen he was placed on the COVID IR list. Uh, it's not known if he tested positive or if he is being uh, thrown into a corner because he was close to somebody who tested positive. But he will not be playing this weekend, from what I understand. That's correct. Uh, and then we have both J.K. Dobbins. Now this is where it gets fun, <laughs> and where we're going to find out how the NFL plays loose and fast with these rules. J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram placed on the COVID IR list for the Ravens. They missed, uh, they're going to miss this. They Well, they were supposed to miss this week's game on Thanksgiving if they would have played. Correct. But because the savior running back quarterback, Lamar Jackson, tested positive, they canceled the game on Thursday night. It was moved to Sunday afternoon. At, at 12 central then that's when lamar jackson tested positive yes and now they move that to tuesday and from what i understand both dobbins and ingram who tested positive earlier causing the game to be moved to sunday afternoon they're not going to play on tuesday correct as of right now that there's been no change on their designation but you're telling me at our production breakfast that it's possible Lamar Jackson, who just tested positive, he could still play on Tuesday. That's what the talking heads were saying this morning, that if he tested out, he would be okay to play on Tuesday. Hmm, interesting. Right? I mean, Cam Newton set out two games. Yep. And Lamar Jackson might play Tuesday. That's what they're saying, yeah. Okay, I would be pissed if i'm because here's the thing where i was uh, i'd be pissed if i was the, the raiders that how are the ravens not because this is like a blatant thing just like what the what they accuse the raiders of doing exactly with their strength and conditioning coach how are they not being fined and losing a draft pick well they still unless could, that they comes still, down yeah they still could on. be but you, you never know what the NFL like. Sometimes they they mete out punishment immediately, mm-hmm. and sometimes you find out a month later it's like, oh yeah, they did this or they oh, did that. Oh, like it's with like, Tom Brady letting air out of balls. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so um, if you're not cheating, I, you're not trying. I'd be pissed if I was the Carolina Panthers. If Cam Newton has to sit out two games, or yep. not Carolina Panthers, the New England Patriots. Yep. Then Lamar Jackson. I I, I mean I don't know how. In the Big Ten, if you test positive, you have to sit out for 21 days. Correct. In the NFL, depends on who you are. Yes. Depends how long you sit out. Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, like we said, the game against the Steelers tentatively moved to Tuesday evening. That's why why we're not betting the Steeler game. (laughs) I would love to bet the Steeler game, but... Because I, I think the Steelers, because they're pissed. Yeah, the Steelers are really pissed. 
the, you know, is, is this the new thing now too in the NFL? As soon as you're not happy about anything, you take to the uh, World Wide Web and start airing your bitching and moaning and grievances. Uh, of course, it's like good. It's like it's like it's like now the NFL is like basketball. You take to the tweeter. Yeah, everybody just bitches and moans all the time. It's like, like they might as well just bring Facebook back. Was that's all it is now? It's just one giant Facebook. <laughs> and that's what happens, though. You know, they 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 piss and moan and they yeah. they, they get their little monkey off their back and cry and whine. But as you know, we have the siren going, which means it's it's injury time. And again, we have a bunch. You saw this coming sooner or later. Joe Burrow yeah. not only suffered an injury in Sunday's game, the injury turns out to be even worse than what was first noted Sunday evening. Turns out Burrow suffered a torn ACL, MCL, and other structural cartilage damage to his knee. All on one tackle. Yep. That's not good. So that was when you have a rookie quarterback and an offensive line that can't block. Right. So, uh, is it, no, not Ryan Finley. Who's the guy? Yeah, it is Ryan Finley. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Brandon something. Oh, Brandon Allen? Brandon Allen's going to well, start. This well, Finley week. start. I thought he, he came in for Joe Burrow last week. Oh, so he was just that bad that they're like, yeah, no. Yeah, we'll go with this other guy that we don't know anything about. This Brandon sounds like a guy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> He, saw, uh, <laughs> he he came in, he played last year somewhere, and he was terrible. Brandon Allen? Yeah, he played for um, whoever he was backing up last year. I never trust a guy who has two first names. Exactly. It's like it could be Allen Brandon, and it could be Brandon <laughs> yeah. Allen. I don't know. Update on Drew Brees. Turns out five busted ribs just isn't enough for one guy. <laughs> Good thing he had that second opinion. <laughs> they found a total of 11 rib fractures. The real question is, how did the first exam? <laughs> there, there's a doctor that should be fired. Brothers. Exactly. There's a doctor should be fired. When did the doctors turn into weathermen around here where <laughs> you can be wrong as often as you want and there's no repercussions for it? Well, now you, now you know the rule. You know the mathematical formula. Second opinion equals twice as many. <laughs> At least. At least. Tight end for the Titans, John U. Smith. He suffered an ankle injury during the game. Wasn't, wasn't that terrible of an injury he came back and returned to the game but he was limping yeah so i I don't know if he's out this week or not sometimes that's a adrenaline thing they can play in the game and then all of a sudden you sit out and you let it cool and and then like it just puffs up like a big yeah pork roast just gets hard it gets uh more and more painful right so so check your your in and outs this weekend if you need a john new smith at your tight ends position if you do i'm sorry and if, and if you're not checking your in and outs every week, like I didn't very well, <laughs> you're welcome, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you got screwed on that. Well, like, well, that that happens though, I especially know. on those Thursday games. I don't like these new designations because it, it, you know, everybody was saying, "Oh, he's going to play, he's going to play," and then all of a sudden he was out. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, he went from being questionable to out. Usually, it's questionable to doubtful, right? To and out. then out. Well, they 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 had to get something going, so they missed. They skipped over one of those. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just skip. It's Thanksgiving. Nobody will even notice. Christian McCaffrey, he's set to miss yet another game for the Panthers with with his his new shoulder injury. Uh, he's quickly becoming a huge disappointment this year for fantasy owners. Um, so expect to see more from Mike Davis <clears throat> if you need to. You got to hope for that touchdown. I, I don't know if Dan made that trade or not, but. Um, no, he said he did not. Because uh, Davis didn't have a good week last week. He uh, Without the touchdown, he wouldn't have been much. And he said he did not make the trade. In fact, uh, one of the he was trying for a Kalen Ballage. See, there you go. So um, that, and speaking of other suggestions you made, when you told um, James, why do you even have Kenny Stills on your roster? Yeah. <laughs> he got caught by the, <laughs> by the Texans. You got to listen to me, James, like, when not, I say not stuff. They just brought him in and said, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Just here's a box. Well, that was after Al, after Randall Cobb went on IR. And then yes. they still cut him. <laughs> like, you're so bad. We need receivers and we're not bringing, in, bringing you into the game. So just here, here's your box. Fill it up and get, get out of here, please. Go get your plant and get out. LaMichael Pirine, if you had him on your roster, he's out indefinitely after he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he's expected to miss multiple weeks for the Jets, as if that matters. Yeah. 
The Jets' backfield continues to get thinner by the day and leaves the team with Frank Gore as their main back and Ty Johnson to back him up. If you recall a few weeks ago, he was one of my pickup guys. Oh, your um, your deep sleepers. Yes. Yes. The Jets have also uh, have Josh Adams on the practice squad. Have they called him up yet? I'm, I'm sure he'll be getting every, called up really quickly. Every time there's an injury, they keep, everybody keeps saying, like, you know, oh, Josh Adams is coming, and he's never been called up. Yeah, maybe this week. I mean, they need more than two running backs, right? I would think so. Right. Especially when one of them's Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know he's father time and all, but. Grandpa Frank. <laughs> <laughs> he can't keep going forever. Rex Burkhead, he's uh, missing the rest of the season with his torn ACL. Uh, he went under one surgery, and he's done. He was carted off the field in the third quarter. Uh, he was having a surprisingly productive season, except for the weeks when I played him. <laughs> you know, it's like the weeks I leave him on the bench because he didn't do shit for me the the week that I did play him. He rocks. Yeah. So then I bring him back in. You know, the whole point-chasing thing. Well, and you, you know the whole New England running back thing. It's oh. like you, you just – I mean, it's, it, it, in actuality – uh, now Harris is Harris is actually past Cam Newton as a leading rusher now. Oh, that's happened. That's, Somebody's done that. That's happened. It only took twelve weeks. It, well, because he didn't play the first whatever <laughs> five or six, but oh. so I mean they're they're using him a lot more. So maybe they'll get a singular running back. Who knows? Another tight end for you to watch, Greg Olson. He's expected <laughs> to miss four to six weeks uh, with his foot injury. Uh, he has reportedly torn his plantar fascia. He ain't coming back. You think he's finally done? He's done. Him and um, who's the g- other guy that uh, went to, where'd he go? The, used to be a Dallas, Jason Winton. Oh, he went to, um, uh, no, it wasn't San Diego. Duh. He caught one pass this season. It was a touchdown, it one was, yard touchdown. Yeah, where, where the hell is he? Damn it, it just happened. There's people out there screaming at their. Yeah, not De- it's not Denver, is it? No, no, no. Denver, Denver drafted. Was it Seattle? No. No, no. It was one of those West Coast teams. It's out that way, yeah. 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 Send us an email, somebody. CFFpodcast at hotmail.com. Yeah, just give us a good call. We're in the office right now, so I mean, while you're listening to this. I mean, I have my phone right here. I could just ask the Google machine. I'll find out while you're, while you're right. reading the report. Oh, Seattle did put Olsen on the injured reserve. Yeah. Meaning he's out at least three games before he could come back. And then we have this in the news, unless you have more injuries to report. No. I mean, you know, as, as you said earlier, <laughs> Check your ins and outs. We're, we're, we're running out of people to report his injuries. Exactly. <laughs> Did you see, though, speaking, somebody had a list of all the, the players that are out with torn ACLs. Oh, I sent that to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a long list of players. That's that's the, I'd send, as I said, it, it's the injury du jour. Oh, ACL. Lots, lots of guys out with ACLs. <sighs> Recently released running back Jordan Howard from the Miami Dolphins signed back with the Philadelphia Eagles and he was assigned to their practice squad. So um, is he going to be on the active roster or no? Or is he just there picking up a small check? I mean, Miles Sanders is, is playing well, and um, Boston Scott's playing pretty well as his backup, and Corey Clement gets curious. I don't think they need him. I think he's there for just in case. Just in case. Another torn ACL. Oh, remember la- last year they went through all the they went through every running back last year. And last week of the season, Boston Scott was a starter. So, <laughs> oh God, this this is what you get down to. Uh, due to unbelievably horrible performance, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be going with the neck as the next starting quarterback for the team. That's right, Mike Glennon. He's going to be your starting quarterback in week 12 putting jake luton back on the bench las vegas raiders oh that's where oh that's right because it was was against kansas city got his touchdown jason went in a las vegas raider i do remember that now that you say that of course (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of new starting quarterbacks here it is brandon allen he's been named a starter for the cincinnati bengals who lost their rookie star joe burrow Last week with his destroyed knee, and I say destroyed in in, in the nicest sense I can, because it was destroyed. Yeah, Ryan, I'm glad I spent a first round pick on him last year in the yeah. rookie draft. Well, you know what, <laughs> he got two more years. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Finley, who came in to relieve Burrow last week after the injury, will be working again as as the backup to Brandon Allen. Yeah, you want to rush out and grab him because there's barely a drop off between Burrow and Allen. Mm-hmm. So here's the, the latest question of the week. 
from something you sent me. So what is happening with Ezekiel Elliott this season? His game in Dallas on Thanksgiving was horrible. Uh, It almost seems as if the team is ignoring their $15 million running back. And I don't know if that's because Dak is hurt, so teams are focusing on him, or if it's the offensive line is horrible, or is it a little of both? I don't think it's either one of those. You think it's Ezekiel? I think it's Mike McCarthy. Oh, that was my other thought. Is it Mike McCarthy's horrible play calling? does not run the ball. Well, he does, but because that was always the problem I had with him when he was with the Packers. They get a lead in the second quarter, and then they play the game, regardless of who they have at running back, Yeah, they think they have James Brown and Emmitt Smith back there. Yeah, that's true. And they can just run the game out, and they end up losing. Yeah. Because way, they, way too conservative. they forget that they have the GOAT at quarterback. Well, I did since since we talked about this. I did a little research on the on the thing. I was I was all in on the yay. Elliot sucks. He's no good because he's a Dallas Cowboy. Um, and I was all. And, and, but you know, I mean, nothing as glorious as sitting on Thanksgiving Day because you don't wa- have to worry about a third game. Well, and watching him suck. <laughs> yeah, and not doing the spoon to the mouth thing. You know, not seeing any of that bullshit because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you suck. So just sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I looked at, I really looked at the numbers, and in the first part of the season when Dak Prescott was there, he was more effective. Well, but Mike McCarthy was still there. Right. The offense was still the same offense. Okay, so was it was it Prescott? Then they started getting injuries to the offensive line. Okay, well, was it the offensive line? Well, then I really looked into it. The first four games of the season, they were throwing the ball. To, he was in the passing game a ton. Mm-hmm. Since then, he averages like three – targets a week he was getting eight targets during the early part of the season and it's sad when when you're a fantasy gm and you have ezekiel elliott on your team yeah and you don't know if you're safe playing him exactly i mean what what was the thing i saw in the second quarter cowboys had a a third and one and a fourth and one in a tied game and they pretended elliott wasn't even on the team how do you not give the ball to Elliott and just, if you're going to run it both times. So they turned the ball over on the downs and they never handed Elliott the ball once. Well, remember, remember this is the coaching staff that thought it was a good idea to take a fake punt <laughs> deep in your own territory. Yeah. You know, they're not geniuses. And then you have his newfound turnover problem. Yes. Six turnovers this season. That's the only thing you can really blame on him, I think. Yeah. And then out of the six, five of them, were ended in points for the other team. Yeah. The only other fumble he had was recovered by the Cowboys. Well, you know, it's harder, and we, Eddie Lacy can attest to this, it's harder to tuck the ball away when you got little love handles on the side. Little love handles. Well, I'm just saying. He's, he's thick. We talked about this last week, though, too. He does look big. Yeah. He looks like he's been eating a lot of food. He looks very thick, yeah. And I don't know if it's just, but his face looks big. Yeah. Everything looks big, and it's. I don't think it's just the hair. And do, do you want to hear the funniest thing? My my, I was watching the game with my daughter on Thanksgiving. And okay, she, you know she's not a big football fan, but they show a picture of him uh-huh. on the screen. She looks at and goes, "Why does he have that ring in his nose? Ring? Yeah. He's got like three of them." <laughs> I'm like, it's a fashion statement. I don't know. He's trying to copy Elvin Kamara. <laughs> Oh my God! So there you go. If you if you are an Ezekiel Elliott owner, much like those Christian McCaffrey owners out there, yeah, I I I feel for you. Tough year. Well, I mean, the Julio Jones owners, the Michael Thomas owners. This year, there's been a lot of stars that are in and out, in and out, in and out, yep. or not. You know, just getting hurt. And the no name players who I have a full roster of yeah. aren't the right ones. Well, you can't, and you can't. <laughs> I mean. Other than there's two guys, and I, I was going to mention this to you at breakfast, and I forgot. Um, imagine me forgetting something. <laughs> uh, but there's two guys that are not even being discussed in the rookie of the year um, uh, conversation. Okay, James Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson was amazing, right? Uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, I, I was I was very impressed. Yeah. He had what, th- was it three touchdowns? And and you know what the difference was? Yeah, three touchdowns. You know what the difference was in this game? 
they stopped giving the ball to freaking J.D. McKissick. <laughs> I think he had like four touches or something, and they gave him all to Gibson, and he just rocked it out. Well, and then you got to feel you got to feel horrible. I mean, the Cowboys couldn't beat a team with a third string quarterback in there. Yeah, with basically a leg and a half. Well, and they got. I mean, really, realistically, Washington has a really good defense. Yes, and their offense is eh. Yeah, they got uh, McC- um McLaurin, McLaurin, yeah. and Gibson are their two guys. Yeah. Other than that, they got no stars of any kind. Right. That's it for the news and notes, everybody. Which brings us to this: it's your must starts for Week Twelve, and we we're not, we're not going to leave out the don't bothers either. So <laughs> we got them also. Oh, there's lots of them. <laughs> Most of them are on my team. <laughs> <laughs> we start with the quarterbacks as always, and Derek Carr is my first must start. He looked very good last week against Kansas City. Threw that touchdown to our, we just found out, uh, Jason Witten. Jason Witten, that's correct. Uh, granted, Casey doesn't have a tremendous defense to worry about, but he still managed 27 fantasy points for his fantasy GMs. And I like that to continue this week when he goes against the Falcons. The Falcons have allowed Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Cousins, or uh, Kirk Drew, Cousins. Drew, Drew Cousins? Drew Cousins, yeah. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Drew Locke. <laughs> And Taysom Hill to all score over 24 fantasy points. So you can probably expect that, if not more, from Derek Carr this weekend. And speaking of Taysom Hill, he's a must-start this weekend for me also. That's right? a shocker. Yeah, he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, like I already mentioned, he scored 24 fantasy points in his first start in relief of Drew Brees. He passed for 233 yards and rushed for 51 yards and two touchdowns on 10 carries. This week, he plays the Broncos, where quarterbacks playing against them have managed to put up at least 28 fantasy points each week. So is he the white Cam Newton? No. No, see, you keep getting this wrong. (laughs) I think you do this on purpose just to piss me off. No, I wouldn't do such a thing. Dan, wink, wink. <laughs> no, he's not the Dwight Cam Newton. <laughs> oh, he's the 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 younger, prettier Steve Young. Okay, okay. A quarterback who can do other things, not a running back who thinks he's a quarterback. Did Did you hear uh, during the week? Did you hear any of the talk about? Oh, maybe the Saints are better off without Drew Brees. I think they are. Well, I'm, this is, but this is this is the NFL we're in right now. It's the knee-jerk reaction. If he goes out and has a shit game this week, yeah. Oh, I told you well, that he was nothing. He was <laughs> like Tua. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all of a sudden now, Tua is questionable this week. Yeah, you're you're great until you're not. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a blink of an eye. My final must start at quarterback Justin Herbert. He is an automatic must start pretty much every week. So much so that I'm actually thinking of stop stopping putting him on this list. He's yeah. just a. He's just he, a. Roll them out there, guy. Yeah, like you don't need to ask. It's kind of like, uh, do I start Aaron Rodgers this week? Yeah. No, put him put him on your bench. <laughs> well, you know, or, or you could play a guy that's not playing like Kenny Galladay, like I exactly. did. Stuff like that. So yeah, really yeah. helpful. Or you could do like I did last week and have a guy on bye. Uh, Darius Slayton. Yeah. Oh, in your lineup? Oh, God. Yeah, not one good. of my leagues. What the hell? Last week, Herbert threw for another 366 yards and three touchdowns. He has had five games so far this season with at least five touchdown passes, which is the most for a rookie in NFL history. He's the youngest quarterback ever to throw for six touchdowns, I believe. He is your rookie of the year this year. Oh, no. There's no nobody even close. Well, they're, they're trying to push. Um, is it a running back? I don't remember who did. I have to, I'll think of this. It, I, I would assume it's probably a receiver like. C.D. Lamb or uh, Jefferson or... Yeah, I don't remember. Meanwhile, the Bills' defense have allowed the fourth most fantasy points of quarterbacks this season. So, uh, Justin Herbert, if you have him, I'm telling you, start him. And if you have him and you're trying to decide between him and Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is my don't bother. (laughs) Easy decision then. (laughs) Normally, you would consider any quarterback going up against the Seahawks a must start. However, Mm. Seattle's been playing pretty well in recent weeks. Uh, The the only way you put Wentz in your lineup is if there's a lot of buys and, well, there's none this week. So keep him on your bench. 
also Baker Mayfield. Think of it this way. Taysom Hill scored as many fantasy points last week as Baker Mayfield has scored in the last three games combined. Mm. In case you're wondering, that's not good. No, it's not. Okay. And finally, Ryan Tannehill. Last time the Titans played the Colts in Week 10, Tannehill was held to just 11 fantasy points. He has also scored fewer than 20 fantasy points in two of his previous three games. There have been only three quarterbacks to score over 20 points against the Colts this year. Minshew, Stafford, and the GOAT Aaron Rodgers. Even with the Forrest Buckner not playing for the Colts defense this week, you cannot trust Ryan Tannehill. I forgot to ask you about your sleepers at quarterback. Did not have any this week. Oh, I have I have one, but you're not going to like it. Lamar Jackson, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, that that screws up my rainbow bet. <laughs> it puts us at a tie. That's what I'm saying. Oh shit. <laughs> or wait, I don't think it. I think it makes you win because I, I think it was just that Ryan. I thought we said Ryan Tannehill season. won't start eight games. Yeah, half the season. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Yeah. Oh wait, I have I have the. I have the website right here. If his shoulder if his shoulder's bad, you know, like he could be out a couple games. Yeah. Let's see what this says here. Home page, here it is. Where's the beard? Wait a minute, you can look the rainbow bets up right on the home page? Yes, you can. Oh, that's right amazing. On the home page of the website, cffpodcast.com. I, I don't know who thought of that as a good well, it's a know, good idea. Sometimes <laughs> broken clocks right twice a day. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick will start half the season. So if he plays this week, you win that. A, a bet I thought I was going to steal from you. It looked thought, like it looked I, like it. I thought it was going to be a a a Republican gain. Well, the only thing no. I, the only thing that I got going for me in that one is that since Miami's in contention, yes, they have to keep winning. That's why they yanked him so much so fast oh, last week. Jesus. So I got that going for me just in case. <laughs> we moved to running backs, and my first must start this week: Wayne Gallman. Wait, <laughs> a Wayne Gallman call out for must starts. <laughs> That is the first time I think this has ever happened. Yeah, how deep does that league go? <laughs> you need to look at it this way. The Bengals have allowed a running back to score or gain 100 total yards in four of their past five games. Gallman comes into this matchup scoring touchdowns in four games in a row. He also has 32 carries in his past two games. That's good, right? Kareem Hunt. It's as easy as this. The Jaguars have allowed the six most fantasy points to running backs this year you don't need anything more than that no and finally zach moss that's right my must start running backs this week are all on the obscure list do i gotta put Mac, zach moss in my lineup i don't know do you is he i don't know is he good he is good is he gonna be good this week yo devin singletary he's completely disappeared right is moss getting touchdowns he's pretty much taken over the full-time running back job moss has out snapped singletary in three straight games yeah, but the uh, the I keep thinking the Jets, the the Bills. Bu- the Bills don't run the ball though very much, do they? No, but when they do, Zach Moss seems is, to do it pretty well. He's, he's doing it better than Devin Singletary. Ah. which I don't know if that's yeah. good or not. I'll relook at my lineup. I mean, Moss that. Moss leads the Bills with an average of eleven touches per game since Week Eight, and the Chargers are allowing the top a top fifteen running back in eight straight games. Yeah, see, that's the scary part. Eleven is kind of that right on that fringe. Yeah. Where you, you know, like you like to have fifteen. Well, and in the Cheddarhead League, you need ten for your average, right? Is it ten? Yeah. See, that's scary because then you don't get your <laughs> average. Uh, I'll and think on it. Any any uh, sleeper running backs? For you? I do have sleeper running backs. I have well, I have one and a half because now that they screwed <laughs> me on the Baltimore game. Oh boy! Uh, I have Ty Johnson from the Jets rebringing him back because now that they only have two running backs on their active roster yeah and he's taken over the the, pat, the pass catching role because Frank Gore can't run that much uh, well he can run it's just not very fast well there you go and then my second guy was uh, Justice Hill because uh, he was the only other healthy running back in Baltimore well Justice Hill and who's the the other guy the guy yes. from Ohio State oh um uh la, 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 la. I for, pick- for Baltimore yeah well, they, no, they have Gus Edwards. And Gus Edwards, he's not Ohio State. No, no, Dobbins is that, Ohio. That's State. what threw me out. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, Gus Edwards, <laughs> Gus Edwards, and uh, and your guy that you just mentioned, uh, Ty Johnson. Ty, no, the other guy from oh, just, Justice, Justice Hill. Hill. Yeah, don't bother everybody. Jerick McKinnon, if Raheem Mostert returns to the lineup this weekend, McKinnon is a don't bother. And they said this morning that he is playing. Okay, there you go. 
I don't even need to read the rest of this. Although, don't don't listen to me. Because for all I know, Kenny they'll Galladay change was supposed to yeah, play. Yeah. For all I know, they'll change that before tomorrow. <laughs> even if McKinnon does get the start over Mostert, you can't trust the San Francisco running game. It doesn't matter. You uh, never know who is healthy and who isn't, even if they say they're healthy. Daryl Henderson. The Rams are running a running back scheme that is purposely designed to piss off all fantasy playing GMs. Yeah. Uh, it is, at best, a three-headed monster in which none of the running backs get enough action to make it worth a start. Henderson has scored less than nine PPR points in five straight games, and that includes a touchdown in Week 10 against Seattle. They're kind of they're kind of Baltimore West. Yeah, yeah. Only without a quarterback that can run. Well, there you go. That makes it even harder. And my final don't bother for this week for running backs, Giovanni Bernard. In each of Bernard's last two outings, he has scored eight PPR points. Yes, he has four catches in each game, but in non-PPR scoring situations, you can't even rationalize a reason to put this guy in your lineup. The Bengals' offense is going to be ugly with Brandon Allen getting a start at quarterback, meaning there are going to be at least eight guys in the box just doing nothing (laughs) but stopping the running game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that passing game doesn't look like it's going to do anything. (laughs) We move to receivers. My first must start this weekend, the rookie Justin Jefferson. He's pretty much looking He's uh, like he's going to lock up the best rookie receiver of the year award in the NFL, despite the horrible play of his quarterback. Yeah, Thielen is likely out this weekend yep. with his COVID IR list, which means more targets for Jefferson. And in all three games in which Jefferson has had more than five targets, he scored at least 21 PPR points. I also like Devontae Parker. In the last four games, the Jets have allowed wide receivers from Buffalo, Kansas City, and the Chargers, and New England to catch 78 passes for over 970 yards and six touchdowns. Parker has had, has had at least seven targets in three consecutive games, and there have been 15 receivers with at least seven targets against the Jets, and of those 15 receivers, 10 of them have scored at least 11 PPR points. Devontae Parker. And finally, another rookie for you, Michael Pittman. Over the last two weeks, Pittman has had monster games, averaging at least 17 fantasy points in each. He has recorded just over 83 yards per game, and they play the Titans this week, who have given up over 42 points per game to wideouts this season which is ranked just behind the Falcons as the league's highest. And when you're behind the Falcons, <laughs> you got problems. Sleepers at receiver for you? I got uh, Denzel Mims from the Jets. I think he, they're going to have a shootout. So I think uh, he's actually started to come on, and he was one of the higher-rated running or receivers until he got hurt. And Darnold's back this week, from yeah, what I understand. Exactly. So no Joe Flacco. Yeah, so you, there's a possibility that some passes will actually be completed. <laughs> And then I also had Michael Pittman on my <clears throat> roster. I that was kind of a cheat code one because yeah. you know he's been just filling up the stat sheet lately. And as for don't bothers Keelan Cole, another one of my guys. He scored less than five fantasy points in three of his last four games. He has only averaged twenty two receiving yards a week since week seven. And oh yeah, yeah yeah, Jake Luton is your starting quarterback in Jacksonville. No, nope. you you said the other guy. Didn't you say Ichabod Crane? Oh, that's right. Mike Glennon is just a third stringer. <laughs> and and the oh. thing is, he might actually be worse than Jake Luton. So it's not possible. Uh, uh, maybe he's worse than Joe Flacco. He's got a longer neck. He could see over the offensive line. But, but the problem is, once you see it, you got to be able to <laughs> execute it. Uh, that's where it kind of loses. Oh, it. I forgot. That's right. Mike Glennon. Yeah. Oof. T. Higgins also a don't bother. Have I mentioned that Brandon Allen is starting quarterback in Cincy for this weekend? With Burrow behind center, Higgins uh, was at least had at least 13 PPR points in four of his last five games. That is not going to happen anymore this season. <laughs> so why risk it? And finally, Travis Fulgham. Normally you would think a receiver against the Seahawks would be a good thing since they allow the most fantasy points to opposing wideouts in the league. But like I mentioned in the don't bother section for quarterbacks, 
You simply cannot trust Carson Wentz anymore. You have also have the added fact that Jalen Rager and Alshon Jeffrey are returning from injury. And without those two guys in the lineup, Fulgham has only managed 16 yards on 12 targets in the last two games. So you added those two guys, and he's going to have a lot less than 12 targets, right? Yeah. Okay. When finally we go to tight ends. My first one, and these are becoming repeats all the time, (laughs) Darren Waller. He had a great game last week against Kansas City, even regardless of the fact that uh, Jason Witten got the touchdown, stole it from him. Yeah. This week he goes against the Falcons, who have allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends this year. And Robert Tunyon, the the uh, modified quarterback turned into tight end. Yes. The Bears are very giving when it comes to opposing tight ends. They've allowed the eighth most fantasy points to the position this season, including six touchdowns. I also like Austin Hooper. Yes. He's uh, scored at least 10 fantasy points in three of his previous five games. And the Jaguars have given up at least two touchdowns of tight ends in four consecutive games, as well as the most points per game since week five. Oh, I might have to relook at that one, too. Might have to start an Austin Hooper? I might have to. And I have one don't bother because the rest of them were just obvious. But it's going to be Jordan Reed. Um, Just one great game this season so far, and that was against the Jets in week two. It's a long time since week two. Yeah. And everyone talks about it much the same way. Uh, they used to talk about the one highlight play from Lamar Jackson last year when he won the MVP. <laughs> Look at he spun against the Bungles. <laughs> Give him the MVP. <laughs> Seriously, one game against the Jets in week two does not mean you should be starting against anyone in week 12. I think it's just such a bad tight end year that everybody's kind of just yeah. You got your three main guys and and that's it. I do. I do have one sleeper for you. A tight end? Yes. You never have sleeper I, tight ends. Very rarely. But I, I just glossed right over that because you, well, every time I ask you, it's like no, they're tight ends. Who cares? Well, this this is just because like we, because we had the uh, the injury this week. So with uh, Seattle losing Greg Olson, yes, Will Disley. Will Disley. Who was really good until he got hurt last year. Yeah, he he busted something up. It wasn't his knee. I, I don't know. He's been hurt the last two years, so it, it's hard it could to could have been a lot of stuff. But I, I do have an interesting uh, an interesting take on the Robert Tunyon um, pick. What's that? Uh, I heard somebody call it a reverse revenge game. Well, yeah, because Jimmy Graham. Because, because Rodgers is pissed because... Graham played horrible last year. Yeah, and, and now so this year he's doing pretty well. He wants to go show <laughs> that th- this is this is the rumor. So I'm like, oh, it could be, it could happen. So they're gonna force the ball to Tunyon That's and say, saying. yeah, we got better. Tunyon and Steinberger or Steingraber <laughs> or whatever it is, Sternberger, Sternberger. I'm like, what is his name? Jay Sternberger. Yeah, you only hear his name called once every fourth game or so. We're going to show you we have better tight ends than hands of stone Jimmy Graham. But would it, but would it shock you if that were if that actually no. happened? It wouldn't yeah, shock me. The other thing I was reading, too, about how this is a revenge game for Jimmy Graham. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, this, oh, you know who the guy that was saying that was um, uh, the guy from, not Bleacher Report, um, oh, what is that guy? NFL? No, he was, they were on this morning, uh, Fantasy, oh. Yeah. Oh, it'll pop my, in a half an hour, I'll tell you. Yeah, you'll let me know. Yeah. People, again, banging on the radio saying, it's this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for your must starts. Don't bother. week 12, everybody. Uh, Good luck. You know, with week 12, that means there's usually just, what, one more week before the playoffs start? It's getting there. most leagues. Getting there. We're getting down there. So uh, with that done, if you're not in the playoffs, you got to make money somewhere else. And that's where this comes in. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. They don't play the same games here that they do at them regular casinos. And and like I told you at, at uh, our production breakfast this morning, I, I might just stop telling everybody what the percentages are for the wins because <laughs> now that uh, we're adding in these round-robin crack yeah. bets... But but you're winning on them, so you yes. can't, you know? <laughs> you, you may be winning money, but it doesn't make your... 
positive, correct picks look very good. No, you just need to look at the money. If the money's good, it's going the way it should. The, how many you got right doesn't matter. Because if if I look at my thing right now, which I'm going to do, because I have this right in front of me, so. I have a total bet right now, including my bets for this week, of $1,990. Um, I've won so far $1,819.05. So I am, even with today's picks, which uh, put me at, for this week, I've, I've bet $460 in my bets. So you take that 460 off and... I'm doing pretty well here. You're up 300 and some dollars. And that doesn't include all my my prop bets that I have going for oh. this season. This whole long list of who's going to make the playoffs and champions of the West and the East and all those bets that are sitting on the side, which are only going to come in as positive. I'm waiting for Pittsburgh to win two more games. Yes. And then I'm going to bet Pittsburgh not to make the playoffs. The, the, well, not going to bet them not to make the playoffs because they're, they're a lock for that. But I, I'm going to bet them. I, I don't know how you bet against them for the Super Bowl, but I'm, I'm going to bet against because <laughs> they're not every, make the Super Bowl. Well, because they're they're all they're all everybody's all hyped up because they're undefeated and they're this and that. It's like they're <laughs> they're not very good. They haven't played anybody good. So, so so last week I had a a round robin included six teams in my in my college. Um, out of that, I won four of those four of those picks out of the six I won, but. With the parlays that I had going, I had 36 bets total in there. Yeah. But with the four games that I had correct, I only won 10 of the bets. Oh. So that means I went 10 and 26, even though I made almost $400 yeah. profit. Yeah. So when I read to you that I am 36% correct by my picks. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, please just look at my winnings. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> Uh, right wrong doesn't have a whole lot to do with it it all comes down to money that's everybody yeah because like so. you were saying you were you were way over almost 60 percent. i was over 60 percent, but you were just I, but i was treading water i was the, just betting straight lines and straight over unders now i'm you know now and, and there's and, and i asked you way back then like, what am i doing do you, how do you, how do you, how, you win? how do you monetize this yeah. so now i've found out through your your winnings and shenanigans where shenanigans. the shenanigans i'm calling shenanigans <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I did I did kind of plant the seed, but I mean, <laughs> you made it. Yeah, you made yeah, it. you planted that degenerate round robin thing. <laughs> but uh, but you got to admit, if I hadn't done that, I, your, I would your be number, way. Yeah, your number wouldn't look this good. So uh, Wayne's at forty percent. Dan is stuck at thirty eight percent. Yeah, I started the betting the round robin too. So yeah, that's so you're so, you're just, just going to start tanking now too. Well, because I I. I I looked at what you were doing, and it makes sense. It's like, yeah. who forget the like, freaking percentages. Go for the money. So uh, with that, we'll start into college bets this week. And uh, like I said uh, at the beginning, there are a lot of games that got just tanked. Yeah. And I had... Well, they've even shuffled a couple games, right? Where there were guys... Yeah, like playing half different of it teams got, now? Yeah, half of it got canceled. But, oh, well, yeah. we got to get the game in. Like, the Badgers are screwed. Badgers are screwed. Because they, well, they can't be in the playoffs now. Well, they can but it's going oh, to take yeah there has to be an average of yeah you'd have to cancel a lot of big yeah. 10 games it ain't gonna yeah happen. and ohio state's almost there too really well they if they play their next two games they'll have six games oh okay but if they miss one more they're at five. Oh well then suddenly there'll be a rule change they're, they're going to change those rules exactly absolutely that's what, so that's what we have to worry we have to wait for we have to hope watch that, the big 10 in <laughs> yeah. there uh hope that hope that ohio state gets another game canceled <laughs> yeah and just watch watch the it'll be like the election in pennsylvania <laughs> we're going to change these rules the day before the election oh we didn't count these ballots over here we <laughs> thought they were already counted the, these ones that were were filled out by a machine <laughs> look how the circles are so perfectly colored in <laughs> only for president yeah huh. <laughs> nothing else on the ballot got counted so we're going to start with the college bets and and uh i uh i have a six point teaser had to change a couple of my teams around because of two cancels eight cancellations so i'm going with uh the buffalo bulls uh the with the coach from whitewater whitewater yep you refer to Wisconsin Whitewater. I'm going Florida, the Gators. I am uh, 
breaking all the rules, I'm going with Clemson. So with the six points, I'm still minus 18 and a half. Wow. Wow. It's going to hurt. I'm using SMU. I'm using my new favorite team now that the Ducks got just spanked yesterday. Unbelievably shouldn't have happened. And as we were talking to breakfast, I actually had them as one of my picks. I didn't know the game was on Thursday. Oh, yeah, you were going to take this uh, I had, Oregon State. I would have won three out of four bets yesterday. Oh, I was so pissed. Uh, so I'm going with my new favorite team now for this year, Coastal Carolina on the teal turf, minus 10.5. I'm using Alabama, minus 17.5. Georgia, minus 15.5. Nevada, minus a half. And Texas A&M. Minus seven and a half, a six team, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, a nine team, six point teaser. Oh, there's some money there. Well, plus 2,000. So, well, oh, yeah, so it's nothing, not much, not like my round robin. I am coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my round robin, I had to change from a six team to a five team. So, we are, uh, you had a 16-team round round? No, I had a six-team. Oh, six-team. No, not a 16. I thought you had a 16. I'm like, holy crap. That's a lot of that's bets. That's a lot of bets. <laughs> no, it's only it was six teams, but uh, I couldn't find another one when games got canceled, so I had to change that before I called my bookie. Uh, and so it's now down to a five-team, and I'm using a five, a four, a three, and a two-team parlay in these, and they're all money lines. I'm using the Buffalo Bulls, Georgia Southern, what are we doing? UT San Antonio, SMU, and Nevada. So we have a total of 26 bets available right there at $5 each. That's $130 being bet. And my max payout in that is going to be $584.96 if everything comes in. Not bad. Not bad. What do you have for college? You have just a ton of stuff going my, on my stuff is all messed up but uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do the best i can check, now, check the website if you don't understand this oh please do please do i and, and dan i had this all in order but once the cancellation started to happen i had to reshuffle everything so it's probably not in order anymore um now i do have to ask you the question though as long as i as long as i have you right here right um when we were doing all the monkeying around and doing the over-unders and all that right did we convert the utep ull Clemson over-unders into my... UTEP, ULL, Louisiana Lafayette, and UTEP. Well, you keep talking and I'll find... Uh, UTEP Rice. Yes. You have an over on, You have an over in that. Okay, but did we convert those to the... Um, that Your parlay? Parlay over-under? No. Do you want to? That When we're done here... You're going to? Let's just reconvert the over-unders. I just okay. want to have over-unders as in parlay. Okay. And then just right. straight bets on the team. Right. Okay. And you're going to keep all the overs with the overs and the unders with the unders. Correct. All right, I can fix that. I'll make it simple. All right, no problem. I'm, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm playing Dan in this case, so got to be. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dan, that was a shot. Um, okay, so I'm taking UTEP plus 11.5 against Rice. I'm taking uh, ULM plus 28.5 against uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I am taking Pittsburgh plus 24.5 against Clemson, Arizona plus 9.5 against UCLA, SMU minus 11.5 against East Carolina, San Jose State, my new favorite team, <laughs> plus 11.5 against Boise State, and then Indiana minus 14.5 versus Maryland. Indiana, by the way, I will be taking them against Ohio State next time they play in the championship. Wow, you think it's going to be that, huh? I think it's going to be that. Not Northwestern? Nope. Wow. I think it's going to be Indiana. Oh. It, it, no prediction. North, yeah, there you go. Northwestern has no offense. Indiana's no, going to true. kick their ass. Which which makes it even sadder that they beat Wisconsin. I know. I know. Uh, okay. Uh, my uh, Okay, so my round robin, which went from a 17 round robin down to four because <laughs> cancellations. <laughs> I'm taking all the state schools. So I'm taking Penn State plus one, 104, Kent State plus 220, Georgia State plus 108, and Mississippi State plus 290. I think those are the right numbers. That sounds right. Okay. And then uh, our, my over-under parlay 
will be up on the site. I'm not going to bother to go through that with you guys because it'll be just a mess. But there's there's an over parlay and an under parlay. Correct. All all teams over on one side. And, and all they all have like at least seven teams. Less seven teams. Yeah. There you go. So there's your your college picks. Yep. Uh, we just ran through those quickly. They're up on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the sports investing page. And you don't even have to pay to go behind the money wall on, no. on this site. You just no. go right there and it's free. there. Free. Yeah. And, and I promise you, if we're wrong, I'll give you it's, more for free. It's right there. <laughs> if we're wrong, it's there in red. red. Forever. <laughs> Indelible red. <laughs> Which brings us to the NFL, everybody, and this is where I'm going to be making some hay. Ooh. I have an eight-team Round robin in the NFL. Money line. I'm using a four-team, a three-team, two-team, and eight-team parlays. So that's, uh, and this is where the percentages just take a tumble. (laughs) Because that's 155 bets, everybody. Wow. But I'm only betting $2 each bet. Oh. So I'm only putting out $310, but it's still 155 bets. Yeah. And I'm using Buffalo, Minnesota, Atlanta, Tennessee, Miami, regardless of who starts at quarterback, <laughs> New Orleans, Kansas City, and Seattle. There's my round robin for you. Money line, eight teamer. And then I have just a six point teaser. I've given up on the single bets because it just steals money from me. Doesn't pay. <clears throat> so I have a six point teaser. I'm using Miami, New Orleans. Both of those are minus a half a point. I'm using Kansas City. When you get Kansas City plus points, you jump on that. What was it? It's only it's only three points. Three and a half points like, plus yeah. against New England. No, against Tampa. Tampa, yeah. I see. I keep thinking Brady's still with New England. Yeah. Green Bay minus two and a half. Buffalo plus one and a half. Minnesota plus two, and Tennessee plus ten. It's that simple, everyone. <laughs> it sounds that simple but if it's only not the really, money comes in that simple. yeah yeah it's not it's not as simple as it sounds all right and your pros are what okay so i did i um i didn't find a lot of stuff that i liked in the pros so uh, actually i again i like the thanksgiving games yes but you yeah. but i only went one and one i i was going to take uh i was going to take dallas oh and um washington no um who would uh houston Houston. Yeah. I was going to take those two. I, so I got, obviously got one right and one wrong. Okay. So I did a, I did a round robin, um, four teams. Just can't find that 15 for some reason. <laughs> so I got the Chargers plus five and a half. Oh, no, I'm sorry, plus 200. I'm doing the money line. Uh, New England plus 130. Atlanta plus 135. And Tennessee plus 170. Then I have a six-point teaser parlay. I have New England teased up to eight and a half, Green Bay teased down to one and a half, uh, as as the one leg, and then I have Cleveland uh, minus a half, and Miami minus a half. And I, I I notice how on your your round robins when you do the money line, you always take the plus ones. Tend to well, I tend to take that in in straight bets too. Yeah. I tend to take the dogs always. Well, plus they say on the money line, sprinkle the money line with the, with the dogs. Yeah, because that's the only way to make yeah, good money, make real money. Yeah, yeah, so that's I'm, I'm taking the advice. We'll see if it actually pays off. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so that's it for the bets, everybody. Again, they're on the website cffpodcast.com on the sports investing page. Check them out. Call your man. Go to your local Indian casino. <laughs> if you live in lucky enough to live in the states that have allowed um, sports betting at, at those casinos. Make a stop in. Don't forget to wear your mask because, you know, that stops the spread of COVID. And socially distance. Exactly. Socially, stand six feet away from the guy you're giving your money to. <laughs> Just throw it in. <laughs> and remember, don't pay any more than you can afford to lose it. It's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing, everybody, which brings us to this. The first time I felt dirty during the Fantasy Girl <laughs> of the Week page. Ah, this is going to be my rebound week. Trailer trash, my expertise. <laughs> It's time, everybody, for the Fantasy Girl of the Week. Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl page. And remember, at the end of the season, we have a special contest I'm hoping to to get together where we're going to be giving some lucky listener a a grand prize of $100 worth of 
of a meal. And all you're going to have to do is we're, we're going to get you back in practice for the NCAA tournament. Oh. Yeah. So you're going to have to make some picks, and we're going to make it fun, though. We're okay. going to make it guy-centric. There, if, oh this, yeah. if this hasn't given away what we're doing, <laughs> if you're a long-time listener, uh, first-time caller, you know, <laughs> you might understand where I'm going with this, but <laughs> we're getting there, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You're going to have a chance to win some win a great prize. But until then, we stick with our Fantasy Girl of the Week, and like I said at the beginning, there's something about the way she takes pictures of herself with that stupid tongue hanging out that <laughs> just drives me crazy. In fact, the middle picture, she's kind of starting to do Yeah, that. yeah. Um, it's Miley Cyrus, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week. She was born Destiny Hope Cyrus on November 23rd, 1992. So her real name is Destiny? Destiny Hope Cyrus. Did not know that. She's an American singer, songwriter, actress, and producer. And she is the daughter of the true definition of a one-hit wonder, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Billy Ray. And she emerged as a teen idol while portraying the title character of the Disney Channel TV series, Hannah Montana. She was born and raised in Franklin, Tennessee, and was born with supraventricle tachycardia, which is a condition causing an ab- abnormal resting heart rate. Her parents nicknamed her Smiley because she always smiled as a child. That later got shortened to Miley. I was going to say, is that, is that how it got yep. to Miley? Okay. And she later had her name legally changed to Miley Ray Cyrus. Her middle name, Ray, honors her grandfather, a Democrat politician, Ronald Ray Cyrus. Miley's godmother is, do you know this? Godmother, godmother. No. Dolly Parton. Really? Yes. Oh. Miley came out as pansexual at the age of 14 and has said, quote, I never want to label myself. I am ready to love anyone that loves me for who I am, and I am open. There you go. She considers herself gender fluid and quoted saying, doesn't, she was quoted as saying she doesn't relate to being a boy or a girl, and I don't have to have my partner relate to boy or girl. Cyrus stated she is literally open to every single thing that is consenting and doesn't involve an animal, and everyone is of age. So she's into aliens. Apparently. (laughs) Something about the word probe that she likes. There you go. And like I said at breakfast, this is what happens when you decriminalize drugs. Oh, there you go. You get Miley Cyrus. Well, you know, in in Tennessee, it could be that uh, white lightning. Oh, yes. You know, that'll blind you. (laughs) (laughs) Shit'll blind you. Miley Cyrus, the singer, songwriter, and all-around just weird person, (laughs) stands five feet, five inches tall. She weighs 106 pounds. Okay. She has dark brown hair and blue eyes, and her measurements are. You ready for this? I think so. I think I am. I, th- I think I'm going to redeem myself. <laughs> well, from last week, that's not going to be Yeah, hard. I know. I know. <laughs> when you suck, it's easier to go back up. Um, let's start in the middle. Okay. I'm going to go 23. 24. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to go on top and we'll say 34. That's exactly right. Thirty-four. She's a thirty-two A. Okay. Okay. I can see that. And hips. I'm gonna go back to so I'm gonna thirty-four, twenty-four. I'm gonna say I can't see your ass. That's the problem. <laughs> Thirty-five. Oh shoot. Thirty-four, twenty-four, thirty-three. I was going to say 34, and then I'm like, ah, nah. She's probably something back there. Oh, well. Miley Ray Cyrus, everybody. Your fantasy girl of the week, and I promise you for next week, I will I will wipe down the, the site, we'll disinfect it, and get it back to normal. Well, before before you go look at the, the pics, you want to go get a pack of smokes so that you can <laughs> enjoy them like every, every uh, red-blooded. <laughs> at least your voice will sound like hers then, too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's it for Week 12, everybody. Next week is it. It's the final week of the regular season in most everybody's fantasy football leagues, which means the playoffs are right around the corner. So if you are 
that good in your league and you're about to enter the playoffs, congratulations. If you're like me in two of the three leagues, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, ah, it's time to start playing for next year. Better luck next year. <laughs> start making some deals if you yep, can. Yep. And, uh, build your team up for next year. But until next week, everybody, when we have another round of everything you love to have on this show. Hey, could I put something out there for the, for the buyer, the, sure. the, the listeners? Sure. Love to have you guys, if you're, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show and you're in your playoffs, yes, we'd love to know. We'd love to see how many people that listen to the show are really good at their craft. <laughs> well, if they're taking information from me. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how many, how many playoff contenders we have in our uh, midst. Okay. There you go. There's your, there's your assignment for the week. I mean, Thanksgiving's over, so you don't have anything to use as an excuse exactly so you've already had a week off so exactly work on that let's go back and look at your standings let us know where you stand yeah and you can send those to cff podcast at hotmail.com i never even did the fan line today oh well now's a good time 414-520-8249 leave us a voicemail or a text message we'll play them or read them on the air if we get some and if an angry man answers just hang up <laughs> no I, I i've done the thing where if i don't recognize the number now i just let it go to voicemail because <laughs> it might it might be bob from wilkesbury pennsylvania and we haven't heard from bob so is he even a real person oh, i have no idea damn it i could have been right you're saying <laughs> oh. so there it is send us those emails send us those voicemails or text messages and uh we'd love to hear from you and don't forget the website cffpodcast.com but until next week be good. See ya.